0: Hello everybody, welcome to War Culture Gaming. I'm Scott joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Also joined by a horrible wave of he, he fever? He fever. He fever, hay fever over in the UK. I don't know if Americans get hay fever. It feels like something that we get. It's horrible. Speaking of things that are horrible, Diablo Immortal over on PC now has the worst Metacritic score in gaming history. A nice, pristine 0.2 um actually outdoing or beating Warcraft 3 reforged from last year, which was Blizzard's previous worst game of all time.
1: I was gonna say these Blizzard
0: guys know what they're doing <laughs> by the sounds of it. it sounds like they're really onto something special. Oh my god. So we'll break stuff down in regards to why this game is so out and out hated despite making 24 million dollars in two weeks. That's a lot of money. It's a hell of a lot of money in regards to the game's microtransaction systems. Um, so it's worth breaking down that obviously Diablo Immortal was the game that was first caught up in all the controversy around being the first mobile Diablo and was the whole thing where um, Blizzard tried to say "Well, you guys don't have phones? <laughs> this will be completely fine. Um, I didn't realise that that dude, uh, the guy that said um, what, well, you guys don't have phones? Is the game director of of um, Diablo Immortal he's still I'm going to bring him back up um, later on because dude just kind of can't catch a break even though he's making a lot of money so um, overall like I said the game's made 24 million dollars in two weeks um, according to App Magic um, with USA and South Korea spending the most money the USA responsible for 43% of the the, uh, microtransaction money so far so tell your neighbours tell them to stop buying the microtransactions um, so, to break stuff down in regards to why this game is making so much money, um, it apparently costs around about $100,000 overall to roll the right set of stats overall that is to fully level up your character. More money than, more money than I will ever have, Scott Sellers. Yes, helmet. so the other thing as well that they're hanging a lot of this stuff on is the premium currency of Eternal Orbs. Um, now, I will say that I've barely played Diablo Immortal. I did a little bit of it just to test this last night. Very chunky gameplay, very responsive. However, that seems to be the thing with this game is that it is very responsive and enjoyable. For let's say the first week, around about the first 20 ish hours, um, before the microtransaction side of it really starts settling in. Uh, one of the reasons that a lot of Diablo fans are hating it is that it feels like it directly monetizes their love of high tier power playing Diablo. The more you want to get lost in this thing, the more you're going to have to cough up more money for Eternal Orbs to make sure you can access the highest level um, Eternal Rifts and get all the best gear. So, um, some stuff to bring in here is um, the dude Wire Cheng. He mentioned that the game wouldn't sell, um, wouldn't have microtransactions for gear. Um, and they wouldn't have loot boxes. Hmm. However, they've got around that in a very semantic, very, you know, on paper law law firm style way. Um, the loot box answer is that you're paying for Eternal Orbs to access, um, I think they're called Rift, uh, some fancy Elder Rifts or something. And you're getting Eternal Orbs to get better access to those Rifts overall that then drop higher level gear, which you're obviously going to want to have. So it's not directly a loot box, but it but still it's serves still... the same function. Yeah. So there's that. Um, in regards to um, being able to just do microtransactions to buy gear outright you can't do that but you can buy um, the premium currency like I said of eternal orbs and then you get better gear out of the loot boxes and maybe if you're lucky enough apparently the drop rates are horrendous you'll get a legendary gem which boosts your character overall you get better health you get better uh, damage output and so you're not buying better gear Right. Um, he's out there on Twitter saying look I've been very upfront about what this game is Um, and so you're not directly buying gear or gear slots or XP directly but you are buying a chance to get a gem that might boost you overall anyway. This is incredibly confusing to me, Scott
1: Taylor, but I'm coming in here as a complete Diablo novice, right? You are explaining all of this to me, (laughs) and I'm just trying to grasp it, I'm just trying to make sense of it. In my head, Go obviously on. you would get accusations of pay to win if you could just outright buy the loot, but surely that 's better than having to roll this dice to hopefully get some legendary gear well, and i 've seen so many headlines before we jumped in to start filming about people you know paying tens of thousands of dollars yeah. up to one hundred thousand dollars to get like the best kind of gear and then sometimes still not getting anything good from those drops so yeah. it 's like it 's almost like they 've got two bad systems and they 've chosen. <laughs> the worst
0: (laughs) well so one thing that stood out uh, very recently because the game's only been on PC for a couple of weeks it launched on uh, Android initially and then it came to iOS and now it's on PC Um, there was a streamer called Quinn69 very well known streamer who just kept throwing money at it to try and explore how long would it take before they got one of these legendary gems Um, and they ended up racking up $16,000 before they eventually got one legendary gem and then they deleted the game Um, but like like what you said you know if they had other sort of um, ways to pay through the game they do have a battle pass um, which you can fast track through by paying with premium currency etc because of course they do Um, but a lot of the negative reviews are people just saying just let us pay money for this like us we'll have one single fee we'll buy a Diablo game a premium Diablo game um, on mobile just give us something other than this horrendous uh, nickel and diming left, right and centre it's also really weird like I said about the fact that the game is enjoyable for the first 20-ish hours um, where you 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 can have a nice Diablo experience it previewed very well Um, and it's kind of because it's been rolled out on platform specific stuff of Um, with the worst version being the PC version right? um, it's kind of allowed them to sort of go um, what's the word under the radar do a bit of that sort of get get by and then now it's going to be videos like this that raise awareness as to just how money grubby this um, entire endeavor is
1: and that's how a lot of these games kind of get around this fact isn't it You know, we see it in the kind of AAA space where you have games come out with no microtransaction store at all and then a few weeks later suddenly there's a microtransaction store (laughs) and the uh, grind suddenly sets in out of nowhere still waiting for Mario Strikers to drop (laughs) (laughs) Even though you had, you know, 20, 30, maybe even longer um, of really enjoyable gameplay mm-hmm. in the sort of in this space in the mobile space and the kind of free to play space as well, that is is even more insidious sometimes yeah. because they they know what they're doing in a lot of ways to hook you onto this gameplay loop, especially mm. when the gameplay itself is good, uh-huh. and then to suddenly kind of put up this wall of okay, you've you've reached your allotted fun time now, <laughs> and now everything everything is kind of going to cost you money if you well, want to get the rewards at even a fraction of the pace that you were getting them before.
0: So the all the microtransaction side of it. I mean, there's been a lot of different uh, games journalists over on Twitter as they've been experiencing this game, flagging different things that they're seeing, different prompts for you to spend more money. One of the most egregious is relating to the dungeons themselves, where you'll go through a dungeon and unlock various bits of gear, and then the game will flag and say, well, actually, this thing costs a little bit more money than you have. Do you want to pay a little bit more or a little bit more of the premium stuff Um, to actually secure the thing that you previously just worked towards unlocking in the first place, which feels like one of the most egregious implementations of microtransactions um, since, I would say, like 2017, which was the year of the worst of it with Battlefront 2. Saying, man, and everything. This, this kind of style, this
1: kind of practice mm. of microtransactions does feel outdated by yeah. this point. I know they're in the interview, sort of saying, "Well, we didn't sell loot boxes. We didn't say, you know, X, Y, and it Z." code of law. They're in, they're in there in other forms. You know, there is a version of the old school microtransaction mentality that yeah. is in here in these systems, and it is just a case of I thought we got away from this, even in the mobile space, even in, even away from you know regular AAA uh, priced releases and whatnot.
0: uh well the thing that's worth bringing up uh, to circle it back around to the unbelievable amount of money that this has made i mean blizzard are out there saying this is the biggest launch in their entire history um and yes it was i think it was 14 and dollars in the first week and now it's on 24 million um so even then it's almost done the same trajectory for two weeks solid even with all the general feedback and the negative reviews on metacritic etc that's kind of the wider sadder conversation is that there is a humongous swath of people who just want to play this game the way that it is um which i think is just a whole thing to be talked about it's like these a situation like this feels like it comes around every sort of four to six months ish at the minute and with one of the worst ones being the warcraft 3 stuff however that was more related to a lack of polish and everything however when i was researching this stuff and looking at the uh, all the various premium uh, currencies and how they all interact with each other i remember avengers came to mind because it feels like there's always one of these just around the corner some other way for some dev to think oh sorry publisher tends to be um, as some way to figure this stuff out where it's like well if we have multiple premium currencies then this unlocks this but gets this unlocks this and that's That's how we get around saying that it has loot boxes or we get around Mm -hmm. saying that we're selling you the XP or whatever. And the sad reality is that it's worked like this has worked for Blizzard. And yes, it's being incredibly downvoted, but the game has made 24 million. That is it Scott. This Mike's is like the, the underlying biggest thing. paradox because you know fools like
1: me and you can do videos <laughs> like this about Star Wars Battlefront 2 about Diablo or and people in the comments can maybe agree and go yeah. yeah this absolutely sucks but the publishers have no incentive to stop when you know Call of Duty makes a billion dollars in microtransactions when Ultimate Team for <laughs> FIFA and EA makes a billion dollars yeah. in microtransactions like the price the potential profit for these systems is insane it's far beyond boxed game releases oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point you know there is such a great markup for this and people are clearly buying them despite the potential backlash and yeah. they just keep coming back in different forms they keep like mutating we have different permutations of loot box and uh you know microtransactions and whatnot mm-hmm. because people are still buying them and they're still making money so they're just kind of like dodging controversies <laughs> to like get to the bank i
0: guess the thing as well is the you know if the game is fun to play and I'm like, like quote reggie fissime where it's like the game if the game has a really good solid core to it it's harder to uh, to outright lambast it and be like avoid this at all costs because if you're a Diablo fan then you can have fun with this to a point um, especially towards the beginning of it but I feel like that's kind of become the secret sauce of the way that all these um, th- these different factors have come together across the last five years where you know you have all the horrible money grubby insidious predatory microtransaction stuff but somewhere along the development line it was like but actually let's make sure we actually make a game in here right. and once you have a decent monetizable core then you can just keep rotating that over and over again. It's why Anthem had like a weird tail on it, where there was still a little fan base there going like, well, it's really fun to play. That was always the best thing about Anthem, and that it was still enjoyable to get through. And Diablo Immortal plays very, very well. They delayed the PC version to polish it up. And so now you have a very well-playing game that is monetized to all hell. And sadly it works. It's like, is this just the future of monetizing um, games like this, where as long as it plays well, um, people will just keep going? Maybe, man. I just think it can't be that aggressive. Obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, free-to-play games, especially
1: need to make money in some form, it's yep. just that um, issue where the microtransactions aren't really present at all for most of the experience mm. and then they suddenly are. That's what gets me because it makes the game itself feel almost like an extended demo or an extended free trial yeah. and then you get to the actual game which is paying money and it's kind of like yes you've got maybe 20 hours, 10 10 hours of you know good gameplay in there uh-huh. but with a game like this it's built to last, it's built to be more than just a one and done thing and you want to get that progression
0: you want to get those rewards Mm. and then suddenly it throws up like i said this gate well that's also been one of the 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 biggest justifications on the um the studio side is like well we elongated the grind we elongated um the reward loop or whatever because we're designing something that you're going to play for years on end and you don't have to go out there and throw so much money at it and i think that it always tends to come down to what does it feel like when you're playing the game does it feel like you're being exploited does it feel like the game wants more money from you um, than you initially put in and obviously the you can play this for free at the beginning but it very quickly monetizes things after you've got out of the um like i said the first 20 hours or so so I think it always comes down to that general feeling um, and time will kind of tell I mean like Diablo Immortal had such a weird rollout anyway um, but it does feel like it's in a slightly more positive stint gameplay wise than the likes of Anthem or Avengers or the initial version of For Honor or something um, before all those different microtransaction systems got bolted on so I'm curious how this goes I think I mean, it's a, it's in a weird place right now It's kind of like a tale of two Diablos at this <laughs> point isn't it we just had the big
1: reveal of Diablo 4 and Blizzard yeah. are out there saying look we're going to have like cosmetic microtransactions." but that's going to be it this is going to be a fully fledged uh, full price game mm-hmm. you've got to get your money's worth then on the other side we've got this Diablo which is very much kind of the opposite where it's like hey you want to take a key into this rift to try and get a legendary <laughs> item you want to give us some money for it you want maybe? a good key <laughs> it's just that this brand and Blizzard as a whole obviously is in a very strange uh, position right now mm-hmm. and they aren't quite making the big steps externally with the games or internally that you would maybe want them to be at this point when you know, when Diablo Immortal was announced everyone was kind of I'm like... I'm worried and now it's out and now it's, you know, got this Metacritic score and it's making
0: waves for being the most downvoted game it's in just, history at this point. I wonder how much behind the scenes, because um, they had a new president in 2018, I think it's J. Allen Brock or J. Allen Breck in 2018, um, how much they are just like, well, people are going to hate us for this stuff regardless, you know, what you think Therefore, I am or whatever. But we might as well just do the worst thing because it's gonna. It's what we're known for now. It's like, let's just see what we can get away with, see how much money we can mine. Um, and in regards to Immortal and the Diablo franchise itself, how much can we get away with with the Diablo fandom and how much can we then translate that across into Diablo 4 and um, like you said there is that thing of trying to prioritise Diablo 4 um, but at the same time if this made 24 million dollars in two weeks yeah. they'll bring some of that across somehow totally. they the auction house in Diablo 3 they certainly so, did you know.
1: not to turn this video into a grind but you just mentioned something <laughs> there which I think is really interesting you know you talk about looking at the Diablo fans and kind of approaching them as, as whales as the oh, industry totally. term yeah. is and that's what sucks perhaps the most when it comes to these games mm. it's that it's the hardcore fans that are always treated the worst because the people who want to play this for hours and hours on end mm-hmm. end up being the ones who feel like they need to pay all of this money to try and get all of these rewards yeah. and that's kind of like what they're targeting in a, in a kind of
0: insidious way at this point you know mm-hmm. that it's almost like weaponized fandom i remember, remember way- when um, there was a documentary a while ago about uh, comic-con and Josh whedon was talking about how it changed over time and it's not that comic-con isn't a worthwhile thing to go check out now but it used to be a much smaller endeavor and as soon as they realized they could plug in all these different applications. Advertising opportunities and sponsorships and everything else, it got so much bigger and the way that Whedon phrased it was, um, you know, mind the fan love and get the money out. And I feel like that's like a general thing that can be applied to various, um, you know, approaches to mediums and franchises overall, which kind of feels like what this is. The more mm-hmm. hardcore Diablo fan or player you are, the more you're going to come up against the microtransaction stuff and uh, and have to give into it at some point if you want to play it to the level that you might play a Diablo 3 or anything of the other previous ones um, that have been available. Let us know what you think down in the comments below though. Have you picked up Diablo or Immortal or are you staying the hell away and waiting to see if Blizzard respond to any of the negativity? For now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.